0: You're listening to Insights for Living with Pastor Bodju Oyemade. Pastor Bodju is the senior pastor of the Covenant Nation. Now some people may not agree. All right, inside their heart. And I explain why they may not agree with what you are saying. That they don't believe it. Uh, That what they believe is that few people, some people, but you know, you know, we we don't really think it's God's will. You can say God wants everybody to be healed. Some people might just say, well, we don't believe it. Uh, We believe that deep down that, you know, God wants to uh, teach some people lessons. And so he allows sickness to teach them. So, So for you to say, some people may not agree. Now, it depends on the background of the people. The only thing Christians agree on, a whole congregation, without being taught is the salvation of souls. Everybody agrees that sinners should be saved. And I'm telling you why. Because even before you became a Christian, just walking around in school, you were hearing born again. The seed was being sown on the inside. You had people preaching, all right, saying get saved and all of that. So it had entered into you that you know, you know, people should get saved and should get born again. So people are in agreement, and therefore can pray for that. But people are not in one accord concerning things, except prayer. It's, uh, sorry, except they are taught the word of God concerning that thing, and their minds are renewed. Then can they say? All right, we're in agreement. Now, let me show you the difference between, all right, prayer and being in one accord. Acts chapter 1 and verse 14. Let me just quickly show this. So, what I want to do is to so bring the congregation into one accord concerning these four things. And once you are in one accord on those things, then the, nothing can stop the grace of God from being released into that congregation for the fulfillment of that thing in the lives of every single person. The Bible says these all continued with one accord in prayer. Now I'm going to show you that you can be in prayer and not be in one accord. And supplication. Now go to chapter 2 and verse 1. Chapter 2 and verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord, all right, in one place. In other words, they were in agreement. And the agreement came as a result of what Jesus taught just before he left. So they were in one accord. Chapter 2 here and verse 46. To show you being in one accord doesn't mean you're in prayer. It says, and they're continuing daily in one accord in the temple. And in breaking of bread from house to house, which means they were in agreement about certain things. They were in agreement about certain truths that had been explained. Breaking bread from house to house, they eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Then chapter 5, or chapter 4 and verse 24, chapter 4 and verse 24 right and when they had heard that they lifted up their voice unto God with one accord which means they were in agreement about what they were praying then chapter 5 and verse 12 right this is what satan wants to scatter so the people are not in one accord by the hands of the apostle many signs and wonders were wrought among the people and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch You have to be in one accord there. And being in one accord comes as a result of, all right, teaching the truth concerning God's Word. Psalm 133 from verses 1 to 3. The Bible says how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Right? It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down the skirts of his garment, when their unity. It says, as the dew of Hermon, and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. So being in one accord about something is very powerful. All right? And it's teaching that brings us into a place of one, where in one accord and then collectively we can pray. I mean, let me give you examples here. Somebody can think and say, all right, finance but the person doesn't believe. Now, based on what you have heard, you don't believe. Now, I absolutely believe 100%. That is God, and I'll tell you the reason why. It's God's will for every single child of his to have more money in their bank or wherever than they need, all right, than they need for their own personal needs and well-being. That the scripture teaches it that God will cause all grace to abound towards you, all right. God is able, now if you receive it, So make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance so that you may always, and under all circumstances and whatever the need be, self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support, and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. In other words, for you to have enough and to have in abundance so you can help people now, because the reason is, The only people that are helping people on this earth are people that have the means to help people. Now, if you don't have it and the means to do it, all right, so just everybody wants to do it. But the only people that are really doing it, and it's the people doing it that are making the change. I mean, somebody sent me a mail, and I'm sure this lady, I don't know her, I mean, is a Muslim? Because every name there was, was Muslim. All right? And she said, my mother is dying. I mean, this was about some weeks ago. And all of that, I listen to me. I, I need. I don't know how she got my message, She just sent it, and I sent the money. And if you had seen the prayer she was offering up, and all what she was saying, all right, and and, and I mean, this was a point of death. Now, if there is not someone that has an abundance to be able to give, what you will be left with is I wish I could help. Now, everybody wishes. Christianity is not about wishing you can help; it's about helping. All right. For for this month, let's say it's heavy to be on a child. and and nobody has the capacity to lift it, and then we watch, which is what is going on, and then we don't think that it's God's will for you to have the capacity to help. We think it's God's will for you just to want to help. That's not Christianity. So prosperity message wasn't about personal abundance. That's where the mistake came. It was having the capacity to be able to help other people. Being in a state where you can help other people, So it takes the renewal of the mind to be able to see that, listen. Like somebody said, I didn't say it this way. He said there's nothing in being used. It's when you abuse, there's something. He said because if if people don't use you, then you are not useful. Uh, You understand this? It's when they abuse you or misuse you, but you should be able to be. So when people say they are just using me, you are good, you are blessed. Because you are useful. All right. If people cannot see that we can use you, then of what use are you? Because then you are not useful. So, so uh, being abundant there is, is God's will. That's why I says, I have given you the power, except you don't receive it, which is what is going on. I mean, when we said this short many years ago, a lady was telling me this. I mean, it, it can just be there, except the mind is renewed. And as your attitude towards things. And, and she said, um, Pastor, There's a limit to which my husband can be blessed. Now, this is someone that you come and pray. Let's pray in the morning together for financial prosperity. She said, let me tell you, there's a limit. You can't pass one place. I said, why? Ah, said my parents. Their marriage was very good, though, until my father blew. Women came in. So this man must remain at what you call El Tipo, which means just enough to feed. There is no disposable income because it's disposable income that causes trouble. Now, that means that she has locked out financial abundance. Now, this doesn't mean that you now say, I know my problem now in this house. I I have known where my problem is. Somebody is locking me in this house. I now know who is doing me. All right? But that means it's so, so if two of them can kneel down to pray, but they are not in one accord. Are you following what I'm saying? Look, you, you, we can be together and say, let's pray. All right, let, let me give an example. Somebody says, we want to prophesy. And as a person gets up to want to prophesy, someone will say, I beg. I beg. Which prophecy? Please. <laughs> now, where is it coming from? It's not coming from what the Bible says about prophecy. Because it says, despise not what? Prophecy. But it's coming from, for example, when we we're in school, or when we just got saved, they used to tell us story. For real, It happened. Well, I won't say the fellowship, because some people here probably went to the fellowship. But let's just say it here. And there was this elder brother, you know, campus fellowship where you have the senior brothers. So he just went, it's time to prophesy. Said I should give him the mic. He collected it. Megebos, Megadesh, Ingris, Ingrace. Thus hear the Lord. This is what he said. As I was, now this is the Lord saying, I, as I was with Elijah when I parted the Red Sea, so shall I And he prophesied. Now, this is not the point. So he went down. So as he was going back to his seat, he realized that it wasn't Elijah, that it was Moses. So he came back up and collected the mic. Megebos, Negesha. As I was with Moses, not Elijah, this is the Lord your God. Just to show you that I'm human like you, I can make mistakes. Now, this happened for you. Now, if that is your experience and you have not been taught about prophesying and you see somebody walking towards the altar that thing will just trigger they have come they have come they have come so there has to be what mind renewal do you get what i'm saying look i saw somebody write an article all right on social media a minister on social media, against conventions, conferences. He wrote the article, put it out. And during back, I saw him, four days after in back. he came to meet me after I said, I was so blessed. I was so... You, look, let me tell you, the heart of man is what? Deep. What may be doing him is that he wasn't invited. That may be what was doing him, that made him write the article. Hmm? So the minds of people have to be renewed. When everybody is on the same page... And they collectively offer up prayers. Then there's a release of the Spirit into that congregation for the fulfillment, which means the Holy Spirit revives. There's a revival, which means that truth that they offered up in prayer, the Holy Spirit comes to work that truth, all right, inside the hearts and lives and to make it happen. Charles Finney said this, He said, we believe that every soul that once prayers are offered up the hindrance to getting people saved is that people are not praying and interceding over the lost. And they said, we believe that every single person we pray about will get saved. That was what they believed. They went into a small town. They prayed and they preached. And one person did not get saved. He said, we called a prayer meeting. The next day of every saved person in the town, only that man was left and we prayed for his salvation, went out to preach to him and he got saved. Now, somebody else just walked and say, we've done well. Only one person. We've tried. But that was their belief. Which means that their minds had been renewed with the word of God. Where they came and that's what they saw. That's what they collectively believed. And that's what they were praying and once you start praying that from a place there of agreement, all right, there, and you start praying it, then you dislodge all the demonic forces that oppose the fulfillment of that particular thing, and what happens is then the will of God, all right, comes to pass in the lives of the people. So instead of just using it, for great conferences, we are saying we are transferring the same understanding, all right, to build great lives. For people to come together, Acts chapter 4 and verse 24. It tells us that they were in one accord. Uh, as I close this, I'll show you what. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice with one accord and said, Lord, all right, Thou art God that made the heavens. And then verse 29. The Bible says that, verse 29, And now behold, they are threatening, grant unto thy servants with all boldness they may speak thy word. Uh, And verse 30, By the stretching forth of thy hand, signs and wonders may be done. And then verse 31, it tells us, When they had prayed, the place where they were assembled was shaken. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke the word with all boldness. And verse 33, the Bible says, And great grace was upon them all so we take truth explain it and teach it because we're saying mark chapter mark chapter 6 from verse 5 to verse 7 that jesus couldn't do mighty works in a place he could do no mighty work save lay hands upon a few sick folk and heal them all right why couldn't he do it and he marveled because of their unbelief All right, so he couldn't do any mighty work there because of unbelief. So in order to cure the unbelief, he went about the villages teaching to renew their mind. And then after he had laid the foundation, he called the 12 and began to send them forth two by two and gave them power. In other words, you can now go in, all right, and power will be released because we have attacked the unbelief. That is inside at their heart through the teaching of God's word. So as you teach it and explain all right truth concerning different areas, then people move out of unbelief into active faith. Now, once they're in that active faith, then collectively they can now pray, and then there is a release of the spirit and grace. Is now released for the fulfillment all right, of the very things that they have right prayed about. So we see there's governmental prayer in Matthew chapter 16 and verse 16. Revelation first, Matthew 16. Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art Christ, the Son of the Living God. And then he went on, verse 17. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon, by Jonah, for flesh and blood hath not revealed this, but my Father who is in heaven. And upon this rock of revelation shall I build my church and the gates, which meant, first of all, revelation, I will build my church on that, the gates of hell, the horns will not be able to prevail against it. Then he went on and said, And I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom. And whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. The literal meaning means whatever has been bound in heaven, you will bind on the earth. So you get revelation, you will know what God has forbidden, you will forbid it on the earth, and it won't happen. You will find out what God has loosed, you loose it on the earth, and then it begins to operate. So you forbid certain things. So if you come to a revelation of the blood of Jesus, then you forbid certain things from happening in the lives of people because the blood has been shed. You come to realize certain things God has given, these things are freely given unto us, and you come to know them by the Spirit, the church comes into agreement and releases that grace upon the lives of every single individual. So you can forbid and then you can lose. And that's where you have governmental prayer. You stop the demonic forces from doing certain things and you release angels to be able to get certain things done. But it's beyond desiring something. It is knowing that it is God's will. Appropriating faith is not based on human desire or God's ability to do something, but it's built on God's, knowing God's willingness to do it. Which means everybody knows God is able, but the problem is that we know that God wants to do this. So once people understand God wants to do this, then you can cooperate with God in faith and then be able to pray that, into the earth. So, a church that comes into agreement. Now, that agreement means truth has been revealed unto them. Uh, Let me close with this scripture here. It says in Daniel, all right, chapter 7 and verse 21. All right, we saw that. The horn made war with the saints and prevailed against them. Uh, Verse 22, the Bible says, until the ancients of days came, And judgment was given to the saints. So when you teach, you are giving the saints judgment. And then the time came where the saints possessed the kingdom. So two things, never forget this, make a strong church. The teaching of God's word and everybody that is present to be taught should also be present to pray that truth into existence. Uh, some will say, church, where we just come, we hear the word of God. All right? And do not understand the, the nature of prayer meetings. In other words, what is taught now, people come together. If Peter and John did not have that company that prayed, they would have gotten killed. They would have gotten killed by reason of what they preached. But they had to have a company that also prayed that made them that happen. So if you look at Daniel 7 and verse 10, how do you get that judgment? The Bible says, A fiery stream issued and came forth before him. Thousands, thousands ministered unto him, and ten thousand, And the judgment was set, and the books were opened. So as we open up God's word, people receive judgments that are written, and then collectively, they come together in the prayer of faith. It cannot be. All right, this is the force that holds. The, left, the The force there, a believing church in agreement, coming together, is that creates the balance of power on this earth. In other words, once they begin, all right, to pray, they release the authority and the power of God. Uh, that's why we have in Acts chapter 19, this is what Apostle Paul was preaching. Acts chapter 19 verse 1, quickly. It tells us that it came to pass while Apollos was at Corinth, and having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, and finding certain disciples. He said to them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said, we have not so much heard as there was the Holy Holy Ghost. And then verse 3, he said unto them, why were you baptized? He said unto John. And then verse 4, the Bible says, and uh, Baptist is saying, you should, but Jesus has come to baptize in the Holy Spirit. Verse 5. It says, and when they heard this, they were baptized, which means they had to hear it, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then verse 6, Paul laid hands on them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Then Paul made a mistake in his ministry. And he always made that mistake, and he pulled back on it. Look at the next verse here. Verse 6, because of his attachment to the Jews. All right? And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came, they all spoke in tongues and prophesied. Verse 7, it says, and the men were about 12. Verse 8. And they went into the synagogue. That's where he made the mistake. He entered into where there was unbelief. And spoke boldly for the space of three months, disputing and persuading things concerning the kingdom of God. The Bible says, And when divers were hardened, and believed not, nobody believed, he is about spake evil of the way before the multitude, he departed from them and separated. those disciples. Now teaching daily in a school of one Tyrannus. The word disputing means teaching. Verse 10. It says, And this continued for the space of two years, so that all those that dwelt in Asia heard the word of God. There was the spread. But he had to separate himself from where there was communal unbelief and gather people who were in agreement together, those 12, and they moved the word of God into the whole of Asia Minor, all right, the known world then, the word of God entered into it. So if people come into it, these are just 12 folks, 12 people that knew nothing but the baptism of John. But he could get these 12 people, got them filled with the Holy Ghost, they came into agreement. And from that place of agreement there, the entire influence of the authority of Christ spread round about. So we want to teach this so that we can, certain things, so we can collectively, no assumptions about it, we go line upon line and show from the word of God what these things are. So that collectively prayer can be offered up now and then grace is now made available into the life of every individual just like the hand of God appears. And when people now move, which means after he heard the sound of the abundance and they prayed it, then the hand of God appeared and when he now moved the speed at which things happened was supernatural. People begin to, and I'm really excited about this because, all right, this, we, we, I, we tested it consciously during Warburg and said, let's, this is how this thing should be done, right? To unlock the spiritual capital inside every single person, right? So that it's a collective thing and people come in agreement and they say, this is what we're agreeing on. They pray that thing through and then there's grace that is released, they act and they enter into what is called the unforced rhythms of grace. Even if you don't want to be blessed, eh? accept to be blessed for Jesus' sake. Okay? Because when you are blessed, people will ask you, who is blessing you like this? So you can tell them about Jesus. Even if you don't want to be blessed, personally. For the sake of Jesus, be blessed. The Bible says, when they saw the signs and miracles in the life of Philip, they hearkened onto to what he was saying. When you get extraordinary results, people listen to you. So if you demonstrate things and say, let me tell you, they listen. When Paul said, I perceive by the Holy Ghost, nobody listened to him. When what he said happened, after that, everybody in that ship listened. So you want to demonstrate unusual things so that people heckin and your voice carries authority. That's why if you see a book and inside the book it says, how to make millions. And the man came on an okada to the meeting you are not going to listen to what the man is saying. You'll get what I'm saying here. But when a person demonstrates something and then says how to, you, you, there's something changes in your heart. You, you are more attentive to that person. So we need to. That's why when he said you must be born again, it was because Jesus brought results that Nicodemus said, no man can do these things except, all right, God be with you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word this morning. I ask by the power of your Spirit that that which you intend to do through this congregation, that the Holy Spirit further reveals the truth into our consciousness, causing it to take root and expand within our heart, that your will might come to pass unhindered in our midst. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. This podcast is brought to you by the Covenant Nation. For more information, visit www.insightsforliving.org.